I was glad when they said and Excuse me. Let's start again. I was glad when they said unto me, we will go into the house of the Lord. The Lord opened our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This morning we'll read the second half of Psalm 37, starting with verse 26 on page 386. The righteous is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Flee from evil, and do the thing that is good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth the thing that is right. He forsaketh not his that be godly, but they are preserved forever. The unrighteous shall be punished. As for the seed of the ungodly, it shall be rooted out. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous is exercised in wisdom, and his tongue will be talking of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, and his going shall not slide. The ungodly watcheth the righteous and seeketh occasion to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Hope thou in the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall promote thee, that thou shalt possess, possess the land, when the ungodly shall perish, thou shalt see it. I myself have seen the ungodly in great power, and flourishing like a green bay tree. I went by, and lo, he was gone. I sought him, but his place could be nowhere found. Keep innocency and take heed unto the thing that is right, for that shall thou shalt 
that shall bring a man peace at the last. As for the transgressors, they shall perish together, and the end of the ungodly is, they shall be rooted out at the last. But the salvation of the righteous cometh of the Lord, who is also their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall stand by them and save them. He shall deliver them from the ungodly, and shall save them, because they put their trust in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th chapter, the first book of Kings. At that time, Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, became sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Please arise and disguise yourself, that they may not recognize you as the wife of Jeroboam, and go to Shiloh. Indeed, Ahijah the prophet is there, who told me that I would be king over his people, over this people. Also take with you ten loaves, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will become of the child. And Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see for his eyes were glazed by reason of his age. Now the Lord said to Ahijah, Here is the wife of Jeroboam coming to ask you something about her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes in that she will pretend to be another woman. And so it was when Ahijah heard the sound of her footsteps as she came through the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why do you pretend to be another person? For I have sent to you with bad news. Go tell Jeroboam, thus says the Lord, of God, the Lord God of Israel, because I exalted you from among the people and made you ruler over my people and tore my kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. And yet you have not been as my servant David, who kept my commandments and who followed me with all his heart to do only what was right in my eyes. But you have done more evil than all who were before you. For you have gone and made for yourself other gods and molded images to provoke me to anger and have cast me behind your back. Therefore, behold, I will bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam and will cut off from Jeroboam every male in Israel, bond and free. I will, make, I will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam as one takes away refuse until it is all gone. The dog shall eat whoever belongs to Jeroboam and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. For the Lord has spoken. Arise, therefore, go to your own house. When your feet enter the city, the child shall die, and all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he is the only one of Jeroboam who shall come to the grave, because in him there is found something good toward the Lord, <clears throat> God of Israel and the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, the Lord will raise for, up for himself a king over Israel, who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam. This is the day. What? Even now, for the Lord will <clears throat> strike Israel as a reed is shaken in the water. He will uproot Israel from this good land which he gave to their fathers and will scatter them beyond the river because they have made their wooden images provoking the Lord to anger. And he will give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam who sinned and who made Israel sin. Then Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirzah. When she came to the threshold of the house, the child died, and they buried him, and all Israel mourned for him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through his servant Ahijah the prophet. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he made war and how he reigned, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. The period that Jeroboam reigned was twenty-two years, though he rested with his fathers. 
Then Nadab his son reigned in his place. And Rehoboam the son of Solomon reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king. He reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Namah, an Ammonitess. Now Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins which they committed, more than all that their fathers had done. For they also built for themselves high places, sacred pillars, and wooden images on every high hill and under every green tree. And there were also perverted persons in the land. They did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. It happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem, and he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took away everything. He also took away all the gold shields which Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made bronze shields in their place and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guards carried them, then brought them back into the guard room. Now the rest of the acts of Rehoboam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. So Rehoboam rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His mother's name was Naamah an Ammonitess. Then Abijam, his son, reigned in his place. Here ends the first lesson. And your two says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the first chapter of the of the epistle of James. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve, twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Here ends the second lesson. The Benedictus. 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he swore to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us, and make us continually to be given to all good works, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us and thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in our sight, in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning.
Earlier this week, we saw Solomon's son Rehoboam offend his subjects and thus lose most of the kingdom to Jeroboam. Rehoboam end up, ends up ruling 12 southern, two southern tribes of Judah from Jerusalem, while Jeroboam rules, rules 10 northern tribes of Israel from Samaria. This sets up the ongoing tensions between the Jews of Judah and the Samaritans that we read about in the first century North, New Testament. Solomon's son lost the United Kingdom because, as we read on Tuesday in 1 Kings 11, he violated God's commandment not to intermarry with pagan women. And thus, as it says in verse 4, when Solomon was old, his wife turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God. In punishment of this, on Wednesday in 1 Kings 11, God sent the prophet Ahiah to promise the northern kingdom to Jeroboam after Solomon was dead. But as we heard yesterday, the apostasy of Jeroboam was even more direct than that of Solomon or his son. Instead of allowing worship of pagan idols alongside that of the true God, as Solomon did, Jeroboam promoted it to replace worshiping the true God in Israel. Thus, this, thus Ahiah makes his final appearance to pronounce Jeroboam, judgment on Jeroboam and his descendants, who received his kingdom from God, the God of Israel, but did not live in accordance with God's commandments. The idol worship of Jeroboam sets up the capture of the northern kingdom some 200 years later by the Assyrians. Meanwhile, the slower decline in apostasy of the southern kingdom gives them another century before they are sent off to Babylon. In the New Testament, we have a letter from James, the first bishop of Jerusalem, not James the Apostle, one of the sons of Zebedee or the sons of Thunder. Instead, this James is believed by Protestants and the Eastern Orthodox to be either the younger half-brother or the older step-brother of our Lord. Next to Jude, James has the smallest contribution to the New Testament of any named author. But this brief letter is responsible for one of the biggest theological controversies of the Reformation. The Epistle of James is juxtaposed against, and some say contradicts, the Epistles of Paul, the most quoted author of the New Testament, including the greatest theologian of the first century. Paul wrote more than 23% of the New Testament, and with Luke, whose feast day we'll celebrate next Tuesday, wrote more than half of the New Testament. The most famous and controversial passage of the Epistle of James is the one we read next Thursday, James 2.20, Faith without works is dead. Because of the apparent contradiction to Paul and the Protestant doctrine of faith alone, Martin Luther for years questioned whether the letter of James should be removed from the Bible. It is a controversy that today Protestant theologians, including Lutherans, resolve by saying that good works are the evidence of a strong faith. And thus, this week's colic acknowledges the importance of good works um, in the life of a Christian. Here, in the opening 11 verses of his letter, James highlights two of the major themes of his short letter. The first is, as he's already found in his ministry, there will be challenges to the faith of a Christian. Our faith will be tested, and we, thus we must persist in that faith lest we fail the test. This is obviously a major theme of the people of Israel in the Old Testament, and is also one we hear Jesus emphasize with his followers in the four Gospels. The other theme is the importance of patience. 
which James sees as a fruit of our persisting in the face of challenges to our faith. Jesus also emphasizes the value of patience in his teachings, as in tonight's readings from Matthew 13, with the parables of the mustard seed and the leaven, illustrating how a small seed can have a large impact over time. In his final three verses, James links the two ideas back together, providing additional insight into the parables of Jesus that predict the rich will have difficulty finding salvation. What James seems to be saying is that if you're rich, you have it easy, and you don't learn how to overcome hardship and be patient with your faith. Solomon and the early kings of Judah seem to prove this point. Meanwhile, the poor of James's day and ours learn to develop patience to overcome their various adversities. Together, these three themes of the challenges to the faith, patience and persistence, are themes that resonate across the centuries to the church today. We need to have faith, and unlike David and Solomon, we need to pass it on faithfully to the next generation. We now continue with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Then may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen.
O Lord Jesus Christ, who dost embrace children with the arms of thy mercy, and dost make them living members of thy church. Give them grace, we pray thee, to stand fast in thy faith, to obey thy word, and to abide in my love, that being strong by the Holy Spirit, they may resist temptation and overcome evil, and may rejoice in the life that now is, and dwell with thee in the life that is to come. Through thy merits, O merciful Savior, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Great to have Brett back. Thank you, Carl, for your readings. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Joel. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a good Saturday.